0: Welcome back to the Ghost Gold World Cup group-by-group group preview. Today we're we'll going to be previewing Group B, made up of Iran, Morocco, Portugal, and Spain. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room right off the bat. We're both picking Portugal and Spain to come out of this group. Uh,
1: yeah, no question. Y-
0: y- yeah, yeah, so that, that's, the orig- that's the thought that immediately comes, comes to mind. Portugal, obviously, the European champions from two years ago. Uh, Spain, obviously the world World champions and European
1: champs. Yeah,
0: you know that's that
1: for uh, eight-year period. (laughs) There's a good few
0: players from the teams spanning from 2008 to 2012 that won two European championships in a World Cup that are still in this squad. It's
1: mostly the same team still. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say it's mostly the same team, but there are still you know there's still Piqué, there's still Sergio Ramos, there's still Iniesta and Busquets, Busquets. You know, Alba. Alba wasn't in the. He was. it seems before. He was, yeah, I don't think he won the World he Cup was with them.
1: playing in 2000... Oh, was it... Uh, who was their left back then in that World
0: Cup? It was the Villarreal left back. Yeah, uh, maybe you're right. Captavia. Captavia. Yeah, you won Captavia. Yeah, yeah. And who was the right back? Sergio Ramos was playing right back then. Puyol and Pique were the right, center back Puyol pairing. Puyol and Pique, P- okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm just saying it's, yeah, it's, it's most, the tail end of that yeah, generation. tail end of that team. Uh we'll we'll talk about them a little bit later. I don't want to just launch into the Spain talk right away. I've got to we got to look at a bit of foreplay first, Javier, before I uh before I, I get to that point. Uh we're going to start with Iran.
1: Oh god, that's some pretty ugly foreplay right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some, some Persian foreplay for you. Uh Iran are making their fifth World Cup appearance. Their manager is former Portugal coach Carlos Quirós, uh, and former Man United assistant at uh, under Sir Alex, Carlos Quirós. Uh, notable players. I was delightfully surprised when I looked at Iran's team and started to read up a bit about them that they do have some players at notable recognizable clubs. You know, they have a young striker named uh, Sadar Moon, who's 23 years old, plays at Rubin Kazan in Russia and the Iranians refer to him as the Iranian Messi not the most creative names but you know it usually gets the point across of this is our talisman this is our guy yeah. <laughs> you know this is our best so, player this is our best player and uh another name that sticks out is uh oh god let me see if i can get this alireza jahan jahan kabash or jahan bakash jahan bakash uh jahan bakash yes uh I, we didn't promise quality pronunciation on this on this podcast but you know we're we're mentioning the players that for these lesser-known teams that will probably feature and be on the score sheet if they happen to play well. And uh, Ali Reza is a 24-year-old winger who plays at AZ Alkmaar, or AZ Alkmaar, as they say, in uh, in Holland. This team is very solid defensively and doesn't take too many risks going forward. It leaves its goal-scoring responsibilities up to those two kinds of players. And the likes of, like their Olympiacos forward that they have. I haven't been able to quite figure out but from watching him, whether he's a winger, a forward. His name's Karim Ansari Fard. Ansari Fard. Ansari Fard, yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotta say we it quickly. Probably should have practiced these before going in, but I probably still would have found a way to mess them up. But I'm just letting you know, it's going to be up to two or three man attacks for them to score any kinds of goals. And I think the kind of opposition they're going to come up against, even the, the the second worst team in this group, Morocco, has far more recognizable names in their team and obviously this game is not one on paper uh, as many people will tell you a cliche for you but if they were a like an all-world attacking team like coming out of the uh, Asia qualifying rounds I'd probably think oh yeah maybe they can get at Morocco's backline maybe they can give Portugal some trouble but you're just going to see them be far too they're going to park the bus. Yeah, that's... I, I don't want to say park know, the bus, because, but Kiros does tend to drift that way. He does tend to be a bit more safe with his, his uh, tactics, at least from what I can remember from seeing his teams in the past. Um, I don't think it's going to be any different for Iran. If they don't finish bottom of the group, I think that will be a successful tournament for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they're going to aim to finish third. Um, anything outside of that would be a massive surprise, obviously. And... Uh, Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen, but...
0: They'll open the tournament against Morocco. Obviously, the, the, the team that will be, uh, yeah, they will game be struggling with to not finish last. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that actually might be... I mean, they that might be a really an, uh, interesting game. I would probably favor Morocco to win that. But uh, if either of these teams are going to get a a win, I think they'll both be aiming to win that first game against each other before having to face the daunting task of Portugal and Spain. Speaking of Morocco, they are also making their fifth World Cup appearance. Uh, it's been a while. I personally cannot remember the last time Morocco featured. But slowly but surely these last couple of years, a few Moroccan players have really started inserting themselves into major clubs in Europe. Namely the likes of Mehdi Benatia at Juve, Hakim Ziyech at Ajax. He was a very good, tricky winger. Uh, very, very good dribbler. Great with the ball at his feet plays for Ajax and was a very big part of their Europa League run last season that saw them lose in the final to Man United. He's a player that actually will probably leave Ajax this summer and I've heard move to move to Germany and he'll be highly motivated to to get as good of a move as possible and obviously help his country uh, have a good World Cup performance. And then for the Premier League fans who listen to this pod, uh, the enigmatic Sofian Buffal. He... He can be the best player on the field. He can be he a good a beautiful goal this year. Probably one of the goals of the season where he dribbled past half the West Brom team and slotted it into the bottom corner.
1: Don't remember him doing anything else this year. Because he didn't really <laughs> do anything else,
0: to be honest. <laughs> That's all I remember. But when he does something, boy, does he do it. Right. It <laughs> looks then, nice. And then uh, past players you may remember are uh, Nordin Amrabat from uh, Watford oh, in yeah. the past. But he has been on loan at Leganés. He's a very... Leganés uh, finished 20th this year, didn't they? No, I think Malaga did. Maligo oh, okay. were the bottom team in La Liga, but I think Leganés are. Did get relegated. They will be relegated, yes. Um, so, uh, no,
1: he's not great there, but.
0: He's a player that can play all over the field. He's he's mainly a forward, he's he's an attacking player, but uh, at Watford, at least, I remember him being utilized very well by uh, Walter Mazzari as like a right wing back. He could play in midfield, he could play as a front three man in a 3 4 3. Their manager is Herb Renard. They play a fairly uh, counter attacking system, <laughs> I want to say. Uh, but do we give them any chance to like upset maybe Portugal with the, their their attacking talents and what we'll talk about soon, uh, Portugal's defensive uh, issues going into this tournament? Do you, do you think... I think there there's a issue?
1: bit too much of a of a golfing class in players. But, but one but... game.
0: You don't see one yeah, game? Yeah, you know,
1: it's possible. I think that Morocco could maybe get a draw from the Portugal game, which would give them a chance of going through, right? If they could get a draw and Spain win every game in their group and they beat Iran... They have a chance of going through. Yeah. So, you know, they need that Iran first to game maybe is a really important. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if they need that, but I'm saying they could get a draw with Portugal and they could go through. So then they're going to be looking to win that Iran game and then go with, with everything they can. Is that is Port, Do they play Portugal the second game or is that the third game?
0: Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, they will face Portugal in the second game right so, after yeah. facing Iran. So, you
1: know, they probably won't be deflated. You know, uh, I was going to say if they played Spain the second game and then Portugal the third, they might be deflated if they take a heavy loss. But they'll still be, you know, they'll probably get a win against Iran and they'll, they'll be heavily motivated to get a result against Portugal. And, you know, you never know. Portugal were uh, pretty abysmal in the group stages in in the Euros, and they needed a Ronaldo, uh, was it a hat-trick, or, you know, two two goals, something like that. Against Hungary. Yeah, yeah, that 3-3 three, three draw that ended up letting them barely squeak by in the group, and, you know, a team like Hungary got a draw in the Euros against uh, uh, the eventual winners of Portugal, and, and I don't think Morocco are any of a lesser team than a team like Hungary, so... You know, they, they, something could definitely happen here. I think you could, you could see an upset, but I'm not going to predict that. I'm gonna yeah, I'm still going to choose Portugal. You'd be and Spain a ballsy to go
0: man to predict Morocco coming out of this group over over Portugal. <laughs> Speaking of Portugal, they will be making their seventh World Cup appearance. Surprisingly low, I want to say. Just want to mention that I'm not. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm not shitting on them too much. I mean, Just, this they, this we is think, their we think second them, golden generation. But yeah, you, we think of them as like a perennial World Cup team when probably only really for the last generation and a half they've been really consistently making it. Uh, since 2000. And then yeah. their first golden generation was the Benfica right. gen- generation. There with was a good uh, 30
1: years where they were pretty absent from world
0: football. Yeah. Their manager, Fernando Santos, won the European Championship with them two years ago. Your Portugal's first major honor at international level. They weren't the most impressive European champions. We'll put it that way. They were a very defensive team. That is the softest
1: Euros that I've ever. seen. You're
0: very, very high on that that take, and you know what? That's fine. You can you can have that take, but
1: all those teams were the, garbage. The we'll is, see in the world. The Cup. fact is,
0: they won a European Championship in France against France in the final. That was that was an impressive result to get. That I know it was. an Yeah, I mean, time. they had Ader. Edir? Idare, The greatest player. <laughs> score on the-, the best goal he will ever score. I don't score. think he's
1: being called up for this World Cup, so they have absolutely no chance. There is
0: no way he is being called up <laughs> for this World Cup. Um, we could bring up notable players, but uh, I'm sure you guys have all heard of them. I want to talk about uh, two areas of concern for Portugal. Obviously, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will be tasked with... Scoring the goals, which you know he does very very well at club and country level. They
1: don't have too many of those in the team, do they? they well, got to... the player
0: I want to talk about is Andre Silva, the de facto Karim Benzema of the Portuguese national team. He is a forward who, okay, just hear me out for a second, Javier. This, I mean, this. This is Did true. He scored
1: one goal for Milan this whole season.
0: Yeah. He's not a goal scorer. He was very good. Karim Benzema. He was very good for Porto. I'm talking about Andre Silva here, of course.
1: But Karim Benzema has like Silva, top ten But Andre scores.
0: Is Cristiano Ronaldo's buddy. He okay. is the forward that Cristiano Ronaldo likes to play off of and he sets Ronaldo up hmm. at c- country level. Obviously, Karim Benzema is not available for selection, uh, for Portugal. He's French and been an outcast of the French national team for the last six years, or whatever. I, I want to know after a year of basically not playing for AC Milan after that big forty million move, people thought that was going to be the next step to him. Uh, he's something like twenty three years old or something. He's about he's coming into the prime of his career and he doesn't play at all at AC Milan, Milan and they instead play players like Kalinic and uh, Cutrone. Uh, Cutrone, the young Italian. He can barely get a game in, even in the Europa League. How does that affect this Portugal team? Do they still select him? I personally think they do. But how does how does him not playing and not being on form affect Portugal as a as an attacking unit? They obviously still have great wingers in the likes of Gelson Martins. And right, I was to I think Silva I'd play
1: more of a team. Of, you know, obviously based around Ronaldo with, uh, Bernardo Silva and uh, Bruno Fernandes. As long as, as well as, you know, Gelson Martin's on the wings. You know, you get probably, you know, two of those in the wings and then get uh, Carvalho, uh, Pereira, and Bruno Fernandes in the midfield. A couple defensive players and an attacking one with, you know, some some speed on the wings and just people who can get the ball into Ronaldo. And then you'll have that that back line of, you know, Font, Pepe. That's the next part I want to talk about. and Who's their left back? Guerrero. Yeah, Rafael yeah, Guerrero yeah, from Borussia yeah, Dortmund, from Dortmund right. who himself so.
0: has had some injury issues, but that's not the main uh, point of contention with their their backline. They
1: have some old center backs. Their
0: center backs are aging fast. Pepe is, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of him, the former Real Madrid center back who's been he playing for Besiktas. Yeah,
1: he had a good season at Besiktas. Plenty
0: of red cards. He's the <laughs> same old Pepe self. Uh, gotta love him. Uh, but you know he's or by hate far him in, in mine, in my case. Uh, okay, sure, but he he's he's by far their best defensive option in the middle of the field. You know, Cedric from Southampton is by all means a good right back. Guerrero is a good left back who can get forward and help in uh help in attack and in possession. But they're really going to struggle, I think. I mean, they they could struggle as we mentioned before even against some of the the worst teams if these if those teams have the impetus and the confidence to get forward and really look to test the likes and look to test the pace. Of those, of those two centre-backs, whether it be Pepe and Jose Font, who's hardly had a game at West Ham due to injury. He's 36, I want to say. Uh, or Bruno Alves, who's 35 or 36. These, Like you said, they're aging centre-backs. The pace was never really a part of their game anyway. If Portugal are going to succeed, I personally think they're going to have to really knock like, really commit to that defensive counter-attacking system that won them the, uh, the Euros. And they're just going to have to completely... Wipe out any chance that opponents have of getting players in behind their back line. They just got to, to play a very low block. Which, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, is that is that how you want to utilize Cristiano Ronaldo purely on the counter attack?
1: Probably it, not. Now, I mean, he he's lost most of his pace. He's more of a target man now. And well, you and, need to a still be chances box, for. Him. So. Yeah, I mean that's why why I'd like to see more of a you know battling midfield, um, and then some creative wingers. I don't know if I'd want to start a second striker alongside him, um, like Andre Silva, like you said. I think I might want to bring that option up the bench, but you know, th- this team, I think they'll get out of the group. Um, I think they'll probably finish second in the group, which means that they'll be playing the winners of Uruguay. Group a
0: most likely so Uruguay.
1: Uruguay. That would be a that would be an interesting game. That'd be definitely an interesting game, and that'd be a fairly even
0: matchup, I think. Probably leaning towards Uruguay.
1: I would lean towards Uruguay. Others would probably lean towards Portugal. Any team with Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, you've always got a chance to
0: win. And, you know, it wouldn't really get easier from there uh, for Portugal right. if they managed that to beat would Uruguay. would be the easiest They, would have, the easiest they to... would have to beat most likely, I mean, France. Brazil or France, France. one of those teams. Well, I think
1: Brazil and France are they on would... the other side of the bracket.
0: If they, if they beat Uruguay, they would have to face probably the winners of Group C, which we'll talk about next week. But it's... Most likely going to be France. You know that's yeah, a repeat of the European Championship if it happens. Obviously, it's a it's a, it's a tough it's a tough road. They're really going to be they're going to have to be hoping for some luck similar to what they got at the Euros, where they did face the likes of uh,
1: what if Peru win the group and then like they face Peru that you know, yeah. something like that. <laughs> that would be yeah that would be that would be or the type Egypt. of luck that they Egypt need.
0: win their group and yeah. Portugal get to play exactly. against Egypt. Which, by the way, was an amazing friendly when they played a few uh, weeks back. I Before this tournament, or not before the tournament, sorry. Before this season, I had Portugal as sort of like in the same class as like a Belgium or a France of like the dark horses that had the talent to win it. But uh, just needed to make sure they got into the tournament healthy and with most of their best players on form. I don't think it's really shaped out that way for them. The center back, no one's really emerged as a replacement throughout this season to uh take the place in the center of that defense of someone like Jose Font. Uh it's it, it's going to be a tough ask for them to uh really make a run and get to even the final four, final eight of this tournament. If they get out of the group and they win against they win their first knockout game, I think that has to be that has to be a successful tournament for them. Do you do you think or do you think it's win now, the tor- do you think their mindset is win the tournament at all costs?
1: I think so. I think that that this is Cristiano Ronaldo's last major international tournament. You know he might play at the next Euros, but you know for all intents and purposes, that won't be that big of a deal for him. I think this is that this is
0: it for him, right? If he's gonna and his most successful World, World, Cup World Cup was two thousand six when they got yeah, to the semifinals.
1: If he's gonna win a World Cup, it's got to be this one. So you know uh, maybe he plays in the one in four years I, I could see it he's he's that good of an athlete and he's doesn't his form doesn't seem to be dropping off that much so
0: but by then he'd be even more of a different player right he'd than be what he I mean, is now
1: but you know maybe he still has one more chance after this but i think he's going to go for it and he's going to be pumping up his teammates you know he was doing that in the euros that was something that I thought was impressive from him in the Euros you know he was the
0: leadership has yeah, been impressive He seems in the last he three seems to years.
1: be he seems to be taking up that mantle for the national team and you know really putting that on his shoulders so let's see if he does that in this World Cup uh you know every time that you doubt the guy he he comes up wrong. with the goods so you know this this watch out watch out you know he they they could if he, if he goes catches hot they could you know they could they could get to the semifinals or you know, and then, then you never know. When you get to a semifinal with Cristiano Ronaldo, you never know what's going to happen.
0: Portugal's first game of the group will be against the next team we're going to talk about. Whew,
1: what a hard... What a, what a game to What start. an opener. Yeah.
0: Portugal versus Spain in the first game of the group. Uh, we'll shift the attention to Spain. I'm sure that game will be a barn burner. It,
1: That'll be June June 15th. Oh. The, so that'll soon. be the second the wait. second day of the World Cup, so that'll be that's that's gonna be really fun. Oh god, it's
0: gonna we're gonna be... have some
1: kind of some crummy games in that first first that first group. You know those games aren't gonna be. Great. I don't know,
0: man. Egypt versus Uruguay yes. has to be. In the last that could pub. be fun. That could be fun. fun. But
1: I but I cannot wait, like you said, for that uh,
0: Portugal Spain Portugal
1: Spain. That's just gonna be an amazing game.
0: Spain will be in their fifteenth World Cup. They're coming off a very disappointing world cup in brazil in 2014 where they obviously were the defending champions and they failed to get out of their group how does that always happen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so pick against germany that's the right. lesson we've learned uh yeah i mean that group that spain sh- didn't get out of was a uh, holland and chile and australia and of course holland got all the way to the semi-finals they had a great tournament that and then they fall off a cliff since then chile that was their golden generation No one's really doubting them to get out of this group this time. I don't think really anyone doubted them last time either. But somehow their team's gotten even stronger. And just to get it out of the way, they're my pick to win the World Cup this year. I think they've taken that... uh, It's very rare that, obviously, a team has a golden generation in the first place. But as we mentioned before, they've taken that golden generation. There are a few very important pieces of it. This will be Andres Iniesta's last uh, major international tournament. Probably... Maybe Sergio Ramos. He's maybe early thirties, so maybe the Euros. Yeah, Ramos, Busquets. Here's the thing: Gines, you mean, don't really know, right? You don't really P.K. know with Spain because they do produce so much talent that certain players could rise in the next two to four years exactly. and These push out the old there, guard. Right, but PK has already said he'll retire after this World Cup. Uh, retire from international duty after this World Cup. It's it's the last the last hurrah, and that golden generation is mixed so well. With this next generation of absolute studs, you've got two of the best wingbacks in the world in Jordi Alba of Barcelona and Dani Carvajal of Real Madrid. Uh, the best goalkeeper in the world in David de Gea. You know they will still have, as we mentioned, Ramos and Pique as the two center backs, uh, the the two leaders of Real Madrid and Barcelona. Their midfield they have an embarrassment of riches. Likes sort of Busquets, Iniesta, as we said, but the younger players, the younger generation. Jesus, Isco's really come into his own these last two years in Real Madrid. He's become one of my favorite players on Real Madrid's team. He can play high up as a winger, play a little bit deeper as a controlling. Seems midfielder. like he plays
1: better for the national team than he does for Real Madrid.
0: He's still very good for Real Madrid, to be right, fair, but, but he's pretty good for the national team too. Had an amazing game. I think game they, against they really Italy look the for qualifying. him to be
1: uh, to be like the attacking force. They play more through him. Then you know they play more through Modric at Real Madrid, and I feel like they trust Modric with the ball more. Cruz, those are the two that they really look to move the ball in Spain. It seems like they've given that mantle more to Isco. You know, yes, Iniesta, but you know it seems like they've given him more responsibility, and he seems to be thriving. Which in is
0: it. strange when you consider that they also have the likes of Tiago Alcantara from oh, Bayern Munich, who's had a uh, great,
1: great, like he's been on. I'm not done. four in the last year and a half.
0: David Silva from Manchester City. <laughs> Another uh, great season he had. <laughs> you know, it's it's not really fair, but that's why I'm picking them. The, yeah, you didn't write down Asensio. Marco Asensio. He's, <laughs> I think he'll be featured a little bit more from the bench for, because of his youth. He has obviously right. played like a very Fabregas big like Fabregas did
1: in 2010. Yes. I'm just an unreal player that was sitting on the bench in 2010. Again, I think that's going to be in the situation, like you said with with him. Is just going to have an an embarrassment of riches. They're not going to be able to fill the players. On the Here, pitch.
0: here's the uh, here's the, the, the question mark. The question mark that arises for the Spain team. All those players are going right. Uh, maybe there might not be room for all of those players. <laughs> yeah. And these as are we just, great players. As we just and said, Saul just an, won the Europa. An embarrassment league, you know? of riches, right? But here's where the question mark arises for us. The forward options on paper obviously look very good. Diego Costa, one of the best center forwards in the league, yeah, I would say one of the ten, lacking, one of yeah. the ten best center forwards in the world. Diego Costa, that is fair to say. Yeah, Don't debate that.
1: Like ninth that is, or tenth, but yeah, he'd be around there. <sighs>
0: I mean we're not going to get into that but he's one of the 10 best. I well, just wanted to, well, I wanted to choose a number that you wouldn't debate. debate? Yet yet you decided to try and debate Yeah, it anyway. 9
1: or 10. I mean I was thinking about it. I don't know he, I, like he's up there but he's not, you know, he's close.
0: The other players in consideration to be Spain's number 9 uh Alvaro Morata from Morata Chelsea. trash. Okay. Please slob grenades. We're focusing on the international game, Javier. Let's not. He's still bad. Let's, let's not get personal. He, he okay. I'm just mentioning Alvaro Morata. And Rodrigo from oh. Valencia are the two uh, players. Yago Aspas. Iago Aspas. He's had, he's, he's had a good couple of years. When he's played for Spain, he's yeah. been utilized much more as like a winger. As right. a right winger cutting in on his left foot. And that's another, another not issue I have with Spain, but something that could potentially be a, a bump in the road. They really lack the players that can threaten in behind. Yeah. The width.
1: And, and the width is an
0: issue, but they usually make up for uh, lack of like pacey wingers by using. Their fullbacks. Uh, with their fullbacks and also, they have they just p- cram the field with center midfielders who are capable of drifting right. out to those wide areas and keeping the ball in possession and like David Silva. But you, we've, you seen, trust them him not, we've you drift seen them not. We've seen
1: them not work for them. You know? Have we? Yeah. I've, okay. I feel like this Spain team has always needed a pacey player like a Torres, like a David Villa. Um,
0: well, that's where I think Alvaro Morata.
1: Yeah, could I mean, be, he could be key for them. Uh,
0: I would not fault them one bit for starting Diego Costa, but in terms of fitting into the system that is has been working for Spain with this current group, I'm not talking about four years ago, I'm talking about this current group, the last Euros. They're very good at the last Euros. Morata was the starter. He was a very good target man for them, who was intelligent enough to play off of all of these great creative players and make the necessary runs in to get on the end of their... Their quick one-touch passing, that intelligence is something that. No offense to Diego Costa, he's got a different kind of mentality. Yeah, mentality. Where he's he's a battering ram. He's gonna he's gonna Ugh. be he's gonna be in the box and he's going to wrap up any chances that happen to uh, fall. Oh uh, 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 God, away. Alex, I'm having. Uh, exactly. Stop, 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 stop
1: talking about this. <laughs> All right
0: if julian lopetegui their manager is very ballsy and true to the spanish ideal that they've created and truly excelled in i think you need to see marata start the games diego costa come in if it's like a t- it's like drawn or they have like one goal uh, one goal lead going into the last like 20 30 minutes and diego costa can wrap it up for you that's something that he will be criticized for if it doesn't work out absolutely but I think, in my mind, that it makes most sense. And, and, and Morata's not making it easy to make that decision because he's obviously, as you said, not been playing well in club football. But when you upgrade the players around Alva Morata from what Chelsea has right now to what Spain has right now, he could really excel. He could be, he could be absolutely yeah, brilliant. As
1: soon as he misses a chance or two, you're just going to see crowd start groaning. He All could. Of his teammates go, "Oh, not again!" But you know again. what? He's
0: also he's very similar to Torres in that if he scores a chance in his first like the yeah, first his half, confidence, his you know, confidence will skyrocket. And it's true, true. Morata versus those Portugal center backs in that first game is mouthwatering yeah. to me. I am yeah. absolutely.
1: They probably should. Pepe start could Marata. push
0: him around, sure, but I would love to see it. It would be a truly ballsy move uh, from Julian Lapetegui. I have Spain as the winners of this tournament. Where do you rank them in terms of like your your favorites? I think
1: they're you know they're in the top four favorites. I think they're up there with Germany, Brazil, and France. But um,
0: they would have to go through probably Argentina. Argen- they would probably and have so to go know, they're, through they're, Argentina. Talking about yeah. Portugal's road, that right. Spain's road would be probably Argentina and then Germany. Right. Which is they had to beat. They have to beat uh, Paraguay. Chile, or Paraguay, Chile, and uh, Germany to get to the final last time against... Uh, or not last time. The last time they won the World Cup. So, you know, you have to beat those other great teams, so... Yeah, you know, there's no I easy mean, path to a World Cup win.
1: I think that they'll they'll get to that semi-final with Germany. I think that's where they'll end. But... But Germany won't get out of their group, Javier,
0: remember? <laughs> the World did, Cup yeah, winner doesn't get yeah, out of their group. <laughs> they
1: definitely could beat Germany, but that's... Um, you know on paper both teams are just having an absolute embarrassment of riches both teams have have two full teams that you could say you know this team has a chance of winning winning the euros you know both teams could Of winning the world cup of winning the world cup and you know i i think that in the end it's it's spain will have to have at least a a, a quarter final or a semi final showing to be
0: considered successful because I think they have to win it to be successful. Yeah, this team is. This team is. The team we just named the players we just named. Right, winning this and like thing you said, is, this the only is the. Like I
1: said, this is the last, successful. the last big major tournament for a lot of you know good half amount of these players. So, uh, but I, I think they'll show up. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll we'll get a lot from Spain in this World Cup.
0: All right, thanks again for listening, everyone. That was Group B. I think it's fair to say that you have we we both have. Spain 1, Portugal 2, Morocco yeah. 3, Iran 4, right. that
1: group. No real disagreements there.
0: Goes without saying. Uh, there'll be a few more disagreements uh, when we preview the, the coming groups. Next week we're going to do, obviously, C and D. C, group C features Javier's very own Peru, that he will be traveling to Russia to follow their, uh, their World Cup path against the likes of France, Denmark, and Australia. So uh, group. Yeah. stay tuned for that one. It's I have be... a lot to
1: say about that one.
0: Until next time, see ya!